All right, welcome to another episode of Believe in USC Basketball. I am your host, Chris Penrose. Thank you for tuning in uh, for this episode, which is going to be a very exciting episode because I'm pumped and super fired up off of USC's uh, exhibition game. That's right. When was the last time anyone was really excited or pumped up for their team after an exhibition game? It's probably been a long time. And this was no ordinary exhibition game. They weren't playing Cal State, Los Angeles. They weren't playing the Masters College. They were playing AP season pre-ranked number 10 Villanova uh, at the Galen Center. Now, I will make a preface that Villanova did not have two of their players. One, uh, definitely a starter in Colin Gillespie. Uh, he was a junior, averaged about 10 points last year for Villanova, uh, and they did not have McDonald's All-American Brian uh, Antoine, uh, who's a 6'5 freshman um, from uh, uh, New Jersey. So they did not have two of their uh, probably productive players, but having said that, um, this is a brand new USC team. Um, obviously, a lot of new players coming in. And SC ended up winning 72 to 61. So let's kind of recap here. First and foremost, let's talk about the starting lineup for USC. So this was going to be a big question mark coming in with all these new players, fresh faces, uh, transfers. It was going to be interesting to see what Coach Enfield did with his starters. Because to be honest, you look at this group and they're so deep. So many different people can start. So in the backcourt, uh, two returners and Jonah Matthews and Elijah Weaver. Um, and then in the front court, uh, Isaiah Mobley, uh, the freshman phenom, McDonald's All-American. Uh, Big O, another freshman phenom. And Nick Wikosevich, uh rounded it out. So I like the starting lineup in terms of size. This is one of the taller starting lineups I've ever seen uh, in USC history. Uh, kind of reminds me, I mean, completely different players, but it kind of reminds me of my sophomore year uh, when we started Roy O'Neal, who was 6'11", uh, Greg Gunther, who was uh, about 6'9", um, and Nick Curtis, who was also 6'9". That was a pretty big front line. Uh, these guys are very similar. Obviously, I think they're more skilled, um, and I, I'm expecting some big things from those big men uh, coming up this year. So... A couple of things right off the bat that really stood out. So uh, last year, one of SC's biggest issues was defensive rebounding. And Villanova is big. All their starters uh, were over 6'4". Uh, their big men were, were bulky and strong. Uh, Villanova is known as a very good rebounding team. Uh, Jay Wright's a phenomenal coach. Uh, he teaches the fundamentals of basketball. And so when you get these big-time athletes who actually know how to fundamentally block out and go rebound the basketball, that makes it very challenging. Um, and I thought SC did a really, really good job. Uh, at the end of the game, uh, they actually out-rebounded Villanova 39-32, to uh, which I thought was extremely impressive. In the second half, they really took over the boards, uh, really forced Villanova to shoot a lot of three-pointers, and SC did a great job rebounding the basketball. To start the game, I actually thought offensively, SC was pretty sloppy. Uh, of their first five possessions, they turned the ball over three times. Uh, Nick Rakosevich looked a little out of sorts. 
I kind of think that he he had he visibly looked like he had the most jitters of anyone on the team. I think obviously there are a lot of big expectations for Nick coming into this excuse me the season. Uh, he's a you know preseason uh, top ten Pac twelve guy. Um, there's a lot of lofty expectations for him, so I think he was a little nervous. Uh, this is obviously a big game where he could somewhat showcase his talents against uh, a top twenty. Uh, technically a top 10 uh, team to start the season. Um, so he was visibly a little bit rattled. Having said that, at the end of the day, um, I thought he played okay. Not his best game. Uh, he went 2-7 from the field. He did have seven rebounds. Uh, ended up with four points. I mean, last season, Nick basically rolled out of bed and was getting a double-double just about uh, every game. Um, so I think he needs to settle down a little bit more. You know, he no longer has to be the big guy who gets all the rebounds. Last year he was. He was the only big guy SC really had. This year he's going to have a lot of help with Isaiah Mobley and Big O. Um, you know, SC has big guards like Daniel Tomey, uh, Elijah Weaver uh, that that are going to come in and they're going to rebound for him. You know, I like Chuck O'Bannon coming off the bench. I mean, SC played all 11 of their eligible scholarship guys, and each one of those guys looked like they could have played, you know, easily 15 to 20 minutes. Um, everyone looked really good out there. Uh, I kind of wish uh, Sturdivant would have gotten a couple more minutes. You know, he came in. I thought he played really good defense. He only got three minutes. Uh, didn't really get a chance to do anything in the box score. Um, you know, a couple guys that I was really let's talk about the transfers, right? Quentin Adlesh uh, and Daniel Otomi. So Otomi, he came off the bench and hit four straight threes. Like he is instant offense. And if you look at his shot, I swear to God that that ball is almost hitting the ceiling every time he shoots it. It is so pretty, and that arch is so nice, and it just it just falls right through the hoop every time. So having him come off the bench. And having a guy that the defense is going to have to come out and it's going to completely stretch opposing defenses, that's really exciting. That's something SC really didn't have last year. Last year we were only relying on Jonah Matthews to hit threes. And this year we have Jonah. You know, Elijah Weaver really uh, stepped up his shooting game. He hit a couple threes, including a great step back in the first quarter, excuse me, first half. Um, there's a lot of scoring on this team. Uh, Quentin Adelesh. He came in, played 15 minutes. I thought his defense was very, very good. Um, no turnovers. Uh, he had one assist. Didn't get a chance to shoot the ball, but everyone knows that he's a big-time shooter. Uh, he showed that at Columbia. Um, so those two transfers automatically make a world of difference coming off the bench. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Utomi start a couple games. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Quinton start a couple games. Um and then you see Ethan Anderson coming off the bench, uh, freshman point guard from right here in Los Angeles. Uh, my wife and I were actually sitting next to a very close family friend of his, uh, one of his coaches that has coached him since he was like eight years old. Uh, and he was telling us all about him, and he was screaming every time. Every time Ethan Anderson was bringing the ball court, he would step up and scream all day, all day, take him all day. And he was. I mean, he he was dominating. Villanova. Villanova could not guard him. Um, so that was really fun to see. He got 18 minutes, went 3-3 three three from the field. 
Uh, had a big dunk in the first half that really got the crowd excited. Five assists. Um, he did have a few turnovers, but he had three rebounds. Uh, ended up with nine points. Ethan Anderson's a guy that I can see starting some games. I understand and I know the reasoning why Coach Enfield wanted to start Elijah Weaver. I think Elijah Weaver will start a lot of the games as well. Um, but I could definitely see Ethan Anderson starting some games. Um, this team this team is so deep. You just look at this box score. You look at these guys. You know There are times where you, know, you really wish you had three balls on the court because all these guys can score. Big O, I actually thought, started off pretty slow. And it was very sneaky. All of a sudden, you look up, and he's got a double-double. He's got 15 and 10 at the end of the game. And you you have to rewatch the game just to see where he got his points. Um, He's always hanging around the rim. Great rebounding. He had a couple awesome block shots. Uh, Went 3 or 4 from the free throw line, which you'd love to see from your big guys. He went 6 of 12 from the field. Uh, 10 rebounds. I mean, he he was all over the floor. He's really athletic. He runs the floor well. Good court vision when he gets the ball in the post. I mean, him and Isaiah Mobley this year, they're going to be they're going to be a lot for opposing defenses to handle. Um, I mean, our backcourt is deep. This this team is very very exciting. Um, I mean, is could this be a little bit of an overreaction for an exhibition game? Yes, absolutely. I could completely be overreacting, but I'm so excited about the potential of this team. I think I, I think this is easily a tournament team. Uh, if not, they could win a couple games uh, in the tournament, but they, they should for sure be a tournament team. Um, I actually wouldn't be surprised, too, if some of these guys end up redshirting. I mean, you look at Max Ogbonk-Polo, uh, who's a 6'8", 190-pound freshman who looks like he could you know, play the four or he could play the two because he can shoot the ball so well. He he might not get that many minutes this year. And we haven't even talked about Drake London. What happens when he comes back uh, from the football team? I mean, that's another guy who is a you know four-star recruit coming out of high school that you're looking at this going, like, where does he fit in? So it wouldn't be completely surprising to me if we see a couple of these guys redshirt because – uh, if I'm looking at these freshmen, you know I'm looking at Ethan Anderson. He's definitely not going anywhere. Um, he's getting some serious minutes. Uh, Big O and Isaiah Mobley, obviously two starters. Uh, they're going to be playing significant minutes. Um, you know the depth of this team is just incredible, and it's it's really exciting. So I think this game is fantastic uh, for SC's confidence going into the season. I think the trip overseas. Um, going over to Europe, I think that really helped this team a lot um, in terms of their chemistry and gelling together. Um, you know, a couple things that I will say, you know, I, I was at a lot of practices last year for last year's team. Obviously, watched every single game. Um, one of the things that frustrated me about last year's team is the, the lack of, of cohesiveness as a team. Uh, there was definitely a lot of individual players um, there was not a whole lot of accountability. Um, and the one thing that, you know, one of my favorite coaches and people of all time, Steve Fisher, always used to say was, don't make me coach effort. I felt like Coach Enfield and his coaching staff, uh, they were coaching effort most of the time last year. This team doesn't have that problem. Everyone shows up 
10 minutes early, everyone leaves. 10 minutes late, um, you know, you look at the guys, they're all hanging out together after practice. They like each other. Um, you know, the, the camaraderie within the team and, and with the coaching staff seems very high. Uh, there just seems like there's a lot of good kids on this team. Um, a lot of people that want to do well and want their teammates to do well. There's not a whole lot of, oh, that guy's getting more minutes than me. That guy's getting more practice time than me. He's starting. I'm not. Everyone seems to be rowing in the same direction. and They all be they all seem to be reaching to achieve the same goal, which is to be you know a top 25 team, making the NCAA tournament and make some noise in the tournament. Um, and that's, that's really exciting to see. Um, and it's a complete 180 from last year's team. And I'm not saying that to, to you know knock any guys on last year's team or any of the transfers that left or any of the coaching staff. Um, but I, I just think there's something special about this group of kids. And I don't know if that Europe trip was one of the main reasons for this team really gelling and the camaraderie being what it is. Uh, but it definitely helped. And uh, it's... As as a USC basketball fan, I'm excited, and I hope I hope everyone else is excited. A uh, couple other notes from from this Villanova game. Um, you know, USC held Villanova to 29% shooting in the second half, which is amazing. I mean, I, I know I already talked about their defense, but I mean, this team got down into stance, and they were rocking and rolling on defense. They were boxing out. Uh, the communication was fantastic. You could hear. Everyone talking on the floor. Um, you know, I thought switching was really good. You know, our big guys can guard small forwards and some shooting guards. Um, so to see Big O on a shooting guard every now and then, Isaiah Mobley could switch out on a small forward or a shooting guard, and and there wasn't really any problems there. So that was really exciting. Um, USC's freshmen combined to score 32 of SC's 72 points. Uh that's a big time stat from our freshmen. Uh, halftime score: uh, SC was down twenty-eight to twenty-seven. Villanova came out, uh, took an early six or seven point lead. SC continued to chip away. Then they took full control of the game with about ten minutes to go uh, and never looked back. Uh, what else stands out here? How about this stat: forty-seven of USC seventy-two points, which is sixty-five uh, percent of the scoring. Uh, came from players who were not on the Trojans roster last year. Think about that. So 65% of the Trojans scoring in this game came from people who weren't on the squad last year. And they started three guys who are returners in Nick Rakosevich, uh, Elijah Weaver, and Jonah Matthews. That's pretty exciting. Enfield was really uh, pumped after the game. Uh, a couple of big comments. He thought Ethan Anderson uh, was terrific. Lots of confidence. He worked really hard over the summer, continues to improve. Uh, He thought Q came in, played really good defense. Um, He thought as a team the defense was outstanding. Villanova shoots a lot of threes in the second half. Uh, The defense, SC's defense, really wore them down, um, picked them up at half court and just played their butts off. So those are kind of the highlights from the Villanova game. Like I said... I might be completely overreacting, uh, but I'm really excited uh, to see the depth of this team um, and to see how excited they were. And and by the way, to see the Galen Center, 
that game, that arena had more people for this exhibition game against Villanova than they did at any other games last year. So thank you to the fans that showed up. Hopefully you'll continue to come to all the games. We got to get that place rocking. This team deserves it. They're going to be fun to watch. They're going to work their butts off. Uh, They're going to win a lot of games, especially at home. And the Pac-12 is going to be tough this year. On the next episode, we'll kind of run through the schedule, uh, run through the Pac-12, and uh, we'll see where this team – we'll make some predictions on this team this year and see what happens. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe. Uh, We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can find us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. And feel free to reach out, uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm at C Penrose, the number one, number zero. Uh, Talk to you all next time and fight on.